Hello from the BBC. I'm Alexander Griffiths with an update on the war in Ukraine. The United Nations Secretary-General Antonio Guterres has made his first trip to Ukraine since the war began, visiting the scenes of alleged Russian war crimes in towns around Kiev. Speaking in the village of Borodyanka, Mr Guterres described his feelings on seeing the impact of the war. When uh, I see those destroyed buildings, I imagine my family in one of those houses that is now destroyed. I see my my granddaughters running away in panic. The war is an absurdity in the 21st century. The war is evil. Our correspondent Sarah Rainsford is following Mr Guterres's visit. This uh, is one of the sites that the UN Secretary General was brought to today. This is Irpin. It was a residential complex which uh, was targeted The UN Secretary-General was here to see with his own eyes what had happened. He also visited the site of a mass grave in Butcher, where the bodies of civilians who were killed by Russian troops were buried. Now, he said it was important for the International Criminal Court to be able to do its work to collect evidence of alleged war crimes. Uh, And he said it was important he urged Russia to cooperate with the International uh, investigation into what happened here. But of course, it's extremely difficult to know how uh, pressure can be brought to bear on Moscow when Vladimir Putin himself met with the UN chief in Moscow this week and denied any responsibility for any of what's happened here. Mr Guterres is also holding talks with Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky. At his meeting in Russia on Tuesday, Mr Guterres apparently secured a commitment from Vladimir Putin to allow the UN to be involved in the evacuation of civilians from the besieged city of Mariupol. Repeated efforts to create a humanitarian corridor have so far failed. Anastasia Rudina, a Ukrainian politician, told the BBC she doesn't have high hopes. I don't believe it is actually possible any longer to talk Mr. Putin into releasing civilians, into stopping atrocities, because many world leaders tried and nothing has been successful. The Ukrainian government has told the UN that more than half a million civilians have been forcibly deported to Russia, including 120,000 children. The Kremlin says Ukrainians are willingly moving to Russia, but the BBC has heard from families of some of those taken captive and civilians who've been returned from Russia on prisoner exchanges who refute these claims. Our correspondent Yugita Lamaya spoke to the wife of a soldier allegedly taken to Russia. She said she last heard from her husband on the 31st of March, just before he was taken. He told me I'm okay physically, but not emotionally. I could hear anxiety in his voice, she said. Our son keeps asking where his father is. He's very worried, and he's scared that I might disappear too. So he keeps following me around everywhere. She's been told by Ukrainian authorities that her husband is in Russia. From different parts of Ukraine, we've spoken to the families of more than a dozen civilians who've been taken. Only a few have been released. Most are yet to return. This includes a family of four with two young children who've managed to contact their relatives here to say they're not being allowed to leave Russia. The Kremlin says civilians are willingly going across the border, but everything we've heard strongly contradicts those claims.
Elsewhere, lawmakers in Germany have approved a motion backing the supply of heavy weapons to Ukraine. Earlier this week, the government confirmed it was approving the delivery of anti-aircraft tanks. Critics fear it could lead to an escalation of the war. The Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov said the move served only to make the situation worse. The tendency to pump weapons, including heavy weapons, into Ukraine and other countries is an action that threatens the security of the continent and provokes instability. The Secretary-General of NATO, Jens Stoltenberg, has said Finland and Sweden would be welcomed should they decide to join the Western Military Alliance. The two are considering whether to end their long-standing neutrality stance and join NATO in the wake of Russia's military action against Ukraine. When Russia tries to threaten to intimidate Finland and Sweden from not applying, it just demonstrates how Russia is not respecting the basic right of every nation to choose its own path. Russia has said it would deploy nuclear weapons in the region if Finland and Sweden join the group. Those are the latest developments on day 64 of Russia's invasion. I'm Alexander Griffiths at the BBC.